With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Monday, November 9th. Maybe this week will be a little less exciting than last week. Wouldn't that be a welcome relief? I know it would be for me. So here's to hopefully a somewhat boring week. Boring would be good. You know, you get it to a certain point in your life where you really like to be bored sometimes. Um, and I think after the the tumult that we have endured, we're due a few boring weeks. Let's take some boring weeks. All right. If you have a financial question, please let us know. You can send us an email. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. Askjill at jillonmoney.com. And don't forget to let us know if you'd like to come on the air with us. We really want to get more and more of you. We, we just want, want to hear other voices. I think you guys also like it better. I think listening to two people chat about what's going on is better than me just yakking away. Let us know, okay? All right, let's start with some of your questions. This is from Jessica, and she wants to know, is she on track to fire, meaning financial independence, retire early? So here we go. Jessica writes, I've been enjoying listening to your podcast and would love your advice to see if I'm on track to retire early. I'm 33 single and no kids. Mark, can I just interject here for a second? When you were 33 single with no kids, did you ever think about retiring early? I think that this is a really interesting generational divide. Mark said it didn't cross his name. Mark's like a half a generation behind me. Certainly in my generation, nobody who was in their 30s, probably even in their 40s, really thought or articulated, I want to retire early. I don't know. That's such a, it's an interesting, more millennial concept. That said, let's get back to Jessica. Jessica actually has a house. Um, she's got a mortgage, which is $158,000, and she's going to finish paying it off in five years. So she will own her house outright at age 38. Whew. Okay, here's what she's got. She's got 15 grand in emergency funds. She has $216,000 in a taxable investment account at Betterment. She has $78,000 in a rollover IRA. $14,000 in a Roth IRA. Now, let's see what she's got. She's got a 401k at work. She's um, saving, let's see, she's got $201,000 that is in that plan, about hundred grand in company stock. And she says and by 2025, she's going to have an, an additional $300,000 in the company stock. So 400 grand in company stock, $200,000 in retirement with the employer, then she's got the traditional IRA rollover, a little bit in a Roth, a couple hundred in a taxable account. Okay. This is fascinating. She says, I want to retire by the age of 40. Hmm. I am considering using the taxable investment account to purchase a rental home. Would that be a good idea? I'm in between the 32 and the 35% tax bracket, which would depend on her bonus. Question. Should I move my traditional IRA and make it a backdoor Roth? Um, as I should be in a lower income tax bracket low uh, later on. 
And the end is lovely. I love hearing your direct and useful advice. So any additional feedback you have will be greatly appreciated. Wishing you a safe and wonderful holiday season. I can't believe we're at that point, Mark. Holiday season greetings. All right, Jessica. First of all, don't do a rental property right now. I I don't think you should do that. I do think trying to do a backdoor Roth makes a lot of sense. Now, what's interesting is what you probably should do, you know, you've got to be careful with that rollover, that IRA rollover. What you would do is you would take the money that's in the traditional IRA rollover, roll it into the traditional 401k at work. Okay. Now that's off the table in terms of having any sort of outside money that's in the IRA, because I think that you're probably not going to convert this all at once. Let's put that in the traditional and keep it socked away. The other thing that I would say is if you're really thinking about retiring at age 40, I'm not sure you have enough money. I know that sounds crazy, but you neglected to tell me one important factor. How much do you spend? And without that information, it's hard for me to give you a lot of guidance. What I'm wondering is if you're kind of looking at these numbers and you say, I got the company stock, it's 400 grand. Well, the 400 grand is not 400, right? Because you have to pay tax on it. And then you've got a, a good chunk of money saved. But I'm not clear on what you would do at age 40. What are you going to retire and do? What happens? And Mark's really the critical question. We always ask this, but between now and then, your life could change so many different ways. You could meet someone and partner up. You could decide to have a baby on your own. You could do a lot of different things. So I'm guessing that you're going to, you can run these numbers any way you want, but it's all predicated on how much money you plan to spend in retirement. And if you're hearing some doubt in my mind, I tend to have doubts about people who make big decisions that span decades in the future. Okay. So that's the deal. Uh, Okay. So this is a follow-up question from Leighton who had originally written and asked, you know, how do we stand one to 10? 10 is like, we're knocking it out of the park for retirement. One is we got a long way to go. So here's the question. They've got $1.8 million that is invested. Uh, 40% is not taxable. So that's good. And they're going to do some Roth conversions. And now with the answers, what's the score now? Mark, you want to give a um, score? Let's hear from our um, our judge in Manhattan. Mark weighs in and says he's giving them an eight. Uh, your, your judge on the Upper West Side, I'm giving them also an eight, probably a little more than an eight because maybe an 8.2. Because I like that they have a bunch of money that's already been taxed. You know, if they had had $1.8 million and it was all in a 401k, then I would worry because then there's that tax liability down the line. So, and they're going to do some Roth conversion. So I'm going to say an 8.2. How's that, Mark? Do you like that one? I think that's good. So they're averaging out as an 8.1 altogether. Uh, you know, I think that's darn good standing, don't you? Um, Mark's going to ask for a recount, but uh, I'm going to, I'm not hearing that case. Okay. John writes, I'm 42 years old. I have a pension from my employer and have a 403B account. I currently have $60,000 in a target date fund. Is it okay? Should I have the money in something different that may perform better? The 403B is through my employer. It's managed by Fidelity. I have a select list of options from which to pick other options. You know, he gives, yeah, I think, look, I have no problem with a target date fund. I really don't. But remember, when you have a target date fund, ladies and gentlemen, 
what happens is, and this is a Vanguard fund, by the way, if I click on this fund, this is targeting your retirement at 2045, okay? What is important about that is I think you you really have to understand that these target date funds, they have lots of different risk parameters. So if you have some notion that perhaps it's a little too scary, it tends to be a little bit riskier than you would like to think, you can choose a different fund. But for the fund itself, I'm perfectly fine keeping it there and just know that it's going to be a risky investment. Okay. Hope that helps. All right. What do we got here? We got... This is from JD. Dear Jill and Mark, you both are the best. No, really. Listen daily. I read the book. Thank you for keeping us all together. Okay. That is so nice. I'm a federal employee and I participate in the federal thrift savings plan. And here's another, this is great. It's another target date fund question. So JD says, I have $300,000 in the 2030 target date fund. I will be retiring in 20 years at age 67. Okay, good. I already have 15 years in federal service. So the question is, the Thrift Savings Plan introduced five-year increment funds. They now have a 2035 fund. Should I move the money to the cheaper fund? The asset allocation balance is somewhat different. Um, It's 60-40 versus 70-30. Okay. First of all, take a deep breath, my friend JD. You're telling me about the share price that has nothing to do with the expense of the fund, okay? So you are comparing apples and oranges right now. What I do think is that if you're retiring in 20 years, so you're 47 years old, let's get back to the more critical question, and that is how comfortable are you with risk? Right now, you have 60% risky stuff, 40% less risky stuff, and you're asking me if you should go to a 70-30. If you go to a 70-30, you're going to be on a much wilder ride. Are you okay with that? Is that something you can manage? If you can, then there's no downside in doing it. But you've got to be very careful because I worry when you make this change, what could happen is you get freaked out. And once you get freaked out and you start making some strange decisions about, you know, what you're going to do in the future, you'll start mucking around with this. So, you know, you're going to have a pension. You'll have this money. I'm not sure it makes sense to assume more risk, but if that's something you want to do, just know you're doing it and try not to time the market, okay? So that's it for today's show. If you have a financial question, you know you can always send us an email, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. And if you're on our website, which is conveniently called Jill on Money. Dot com. Um, you can watch TV appearances. You can listen to past shows. You can read my columns. You can send us a picture of your cute puppy or your cute kitty. So if you would not mind, if you would go to our website, to jillonmoney.com, and then all you do is if you click on the podcast that's right there, it'll take you to Apple, but you can get it anywhere you get podcasts. And you can also just very easily send this link to this website, jillonmoney.com, to some friend of yours and get them hooked on the podcast just like you are. And then you have something else to talk about besides politics. Isn't it great? We are bridging the gap day by day. Don't forget to wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, try to do something nice for someone else today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 